Welcome to Small Business Big Network, the podcast for small business owners who want big results from their networking. I'm Liz Drury, a freelance voiceover artist who knows that if you're not working, then networking could help. Ellie McBride is the founder of Calibrated Concepts, and her business is all about building websites and business systems. Ellie says that when it comes to networking, having a really cool business card helps. Thank you very much for being my guest on the podcast, Ellie. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Now, we met through the um, Small and Mighty programme, which is run by Small Business Britain, a programme for small business owners. But you haven't always been a small business owner, have you? T- tell me something about your career journey. OK, um, so I have had a job since I was 15 um, so I started working in like Subway when I was in school, but then in uni, I worked in a law firm and a, essentially had a load of admin roles in like every industry you can imagine. Mm. Um, and then graduated from uni I, all through uni. I thought I was going to go in and be a physio, but in America, that's now a doctorate. Like that right. is like getting a, becoming an MD almost. Yeah. Um, and I just... I worked, one of my last roles was as a physical therapy aide. And um, I just thought as much as I like it, I can, I don't like it enough to spend a quarter of a million dollars on it. Mm. (laughs) And so then I was, um, I graduated uni around that time and was sort of in a reassessing phase. And when I came and I went, um, I was an au pair in Italy and then was backpacking in the UK and Ireland and now then met my husband and (laughs) was um, very much once we decided that this was it, I knew I had to create a role for myself that was location and time um, independent mm-hmm. so that I could go back to America when I wanted to for visits or if an emergency happened or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. So how long have you been um, in the UK now? Mm, six years. And, and was it easy to make the transition from the US to, to Europe? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about that. <laughs> so living in Italy, I lived in Italy for a while, and that was different because it was fairly short term. Um, I, I always knew I was going back pretty soon. Um, I made friends with a lot of other expats in the community very quickly. Mm-hmm. They were also there au pairing and short term. But when I moved in a more permanent status and I was moving, I thought it would be relatively easy because I was moving from a predominantly white English-speaking country to another predominantly white English-speaking mm-hmm. country. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think immigration is really hard. It's given me a lot of respect for people who are doing it without the privileges mm-hmm. that I have. Um, immigration is really, really, really hard, like legally mm-hmm. and um, process-wise. But then if you get into even just culture... Um, I live in Northern Ireland. Yeah. And Northern Ireland is, for good reason, I mean, historically, if you know anything about Northern mm-hmm. Ireland, it's it has its reasons, but it is a really insular place. Mm. Um, people, like my husband and all our friends, he's friends with all his friends from school. Yeah. And that's how it is here. And it's really hard to break into social circles. So yeah. most of my friends are other expats and things. But they, we expats have a tendency to move on eventually. Yes. <laughs> so it's, it has felt like a continually, maybe I've been here six years and I feel like I've made new friends mm-hmm. about every two years. Mm. Um, and even my friends that are from here, you know, they 
I tend to make friends um, with people who, I guess what I'll say is I make friends with people, I'm married and such, but we have no kids, so I make friends with people, and then they meet their people and settle down, and I just don't see them much after. <laughs> <laughs> and and sort of from, from a culture point of view, what do you think the main differences are? Oh, um, I've actually really been unpacking this over the last couple of years because I think I immediately went into a place of trying to fit in really quickly. Mm. And I made myself quieter. Um, I made myself, I tried to be anything but the cross American. (laughs) Um, and I think there's very much a culture of don't rise above your station. Don't Mm -hmm. be too loud. Don't make waves Mm. here. And it's very, and, and to an extent that's because the culture here is sort of a more, you form into society. Whereas in the U S it's very much an individualistic culture. Yeah. Um, so it's nothing necessarily inherently wrong with that, but it was a lot to adjust to. Yeah. And I'm kind of having to unpack that to be my fullest self and to run my business in a way that is really authentic to myself. Yeah, yeah. I, I can appreciate what you're saying because I, I've done it the other way around. I've lived in America for a couple of years. Um, I mean, I always knew that I was coming home, so a little bit different to your situation, but... Yeah, it's funny, isn't it? And I think that old saying that we're you know, two nations divided by a common language is absolutely true as well. <laughs> yeah. I, I found that um, if I was with other expats, I could say what I wanted and they would always understand me. Whereas when I was speaking to my American friends, I sometimes had to tailor what I was saying So I thought, no, they won't understand that. <laughs> yeah, I think that... I've been here six years and I, we are looking at hopefully moving back to the U S um, in about a year and mm-hmm. the long, long term plan, which is to sort of be able to bounce back and forth. Um, I got my UK citizenship in December and I'm still waiting on my Irish one. Um, we've got Paul's green card pending. <laughs> so we are becoming experts at this. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you're totally right. It's, it can be such a, such a shock in so many ways. Um, and trying to be like so I've known we were eventually moving back but six years is a long like a Mm. long time Mm. um and you add into the fact that like I Northern Ireland you know you're you're part of the UK you're a part of Ireland you're part of you're you're not part of either at the same time in weird ways yeah um it is a very unique place to live absolutely so let's have a chat about your your business then so the name of your business is calibrated concepts where where did that name come from I spent forever trying to name my business um I think it comes from hearkening back to my degree which was in sciences Mm -hmm. um and I actually just knew that I liked the vibe of it and that it was sort of vague enough to encompass any iteration of my business that was to come. Mm. Um, but I actually have done some unpacking of this as well recently. And I love the idea that with a business, there's two, there's two forms of the word calibrated, right? Mm-hmm. There's, you've got, you are um, refining and revisiting and perfecting yeah. an idea or a concept or an experiment yeah um but you also have the actual markings that you're on to something that you're trying to live up to you have the calibrations of an instrument Mm. or a beaker or whatever that you're actually measuring up to 
And I think that (laughs) the idea that in business we pivot, we change, we tweak, we recalibrate constantly. Mm -hmm. And we're always setting these goals and we're always measuring up to things. Um, I love that idea that that can be done in a way that's simple, that doesn't have to feel overwhelming. I think business often can get, I, I work a lot with businesses that are overwhelmed yeah, because the idea of setting up simple systems or templates or processes freaks them out, (laughs) (laughs) but that's where I get really, really geeky. And, um, I think people think that systems and processes are hard. Um, but I think especially with a little bit of a good steer, somebody who's got that head, it it can be really easy and you can make them work for your business in a way that's going to free up time, energy, headspace, sanity, you know, all those good things. Yeah. So tell me about some of the things that that you do for your clients. So I, so, okay, that's such a fun question because I'm actually (laughs) in the process. I have two services Mm -hmm. um, primarily. Um, I have, I design websites and I know that sounds funny from a systems person, but websites are the front facing place that all of your systems live. Yes. Yeah. So if you have an onboarding uh, tool or um, a questionnaire or you have a quiz or an email funnel or you have a um, scheduling tool or any of those types of things, they tend to be linked into your website Mm -hmm. and that's where people find those things in the first place often. Yeah. Um. So I, yeah, I design websites because I really believe that they can help your business work harder when you're offline. Um, I also would help business owners with the, uh, my other main service is called the Simplicity Solution. Um, and this is relatively new. I have offered so many different systems services. I actually started my business as a virtual assistant back in the day, and Mm. I did mostly tech virtual assistants and, um, then got personally a little overwhelmed with like the bitty nature of it. Like you get, and having so many tiny tasks and not knowing what was going to hit my desk for the day. Yeah. So I pivoted to project-based work, um, websites or projects and the way that I do systems are now projects. And, um, essentially what happens is it's a done with you retainer service mm-hmm. where you get five hours of my time each month to actually manually go in and set up and streamline and um, connect and integrate all of your software. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't have to think about it. You just ask, I answer some questions that I ask you and I go do it. Yeah. Um, and then you get my coaching to kind of go through um, training you how to use the software or the new systems um, it's also getting my head to make sure we're refining and calibrating your systems to work the way your brain works. Um, you also get, a, and I do find it actually comes with a proper coaching. I think people get, like I said, a bit weird about their systems. And so having someone to kind of help them through the sort of mental side of it's okay to have this system. You can still be creative. You can still have structure and mm-hmm. have freedom. Um, or, um, things like just, I find, or that they are often really, really over givers to their, um, clients or customers and, um, systems I find helps create boundaries. And I think mm. people get a little weird about that. They really want, um, they really want to offer the most to their clients. 
Yeah. But you can't do that unless you're being the best for your clients. Yeah. For yourself. Um, so yeah, I, this is simplicity solution primarily does that. And I have some smaller offers that are sort of bite-sized versions of things like that as well. But those are my two primary, um, services. Mm -hmm. And and who are your clients? What kinds of, of, of industries do you, do you work with? I primarily work with service-based businesses that are micro businesses. So they are, have usually been in business for like three to five years. They are, they're making money, but they're know that they're not making money in a way that like feels nice because they feel like they're sort of running the wheel a little bit. Mm. Um, I also, I don't really have an industry, but I do like, it's usually businesses that have maybe not staff, but have a virtual assistant or two. Um, and they're trying to find a rhythm or a system that is going to make their business work harder for them and allow them to step back and take more of the creative work or the CEO work and not have to do so much admin, so much, um, like, you know, that they, that content creation, it doesn't feel like a huge drag to Mm. be constantly doing. It doesn't feel like they're just constantly being, okay, what am I, what are the 30 million things I need to do today? Where's my (laughs) to-do list kind of a thing. Yeah, I can relate to that. (laughs) So let's let's um, have a chat about about the networking side of things now. How do you like to use networking for your business? I've always been done networking in my business, um, but a couple of years ago, I decided to lean really heavily into it because it fits my natural disposition. I suppose Mm -hmm. Um, I'm chatty. I'm extroverted. Um, you may as well harness your strengths in business. Yep. <laughs> so I make an active effort in my Asana. So you'll, you guys will learn. I have some, obviously so a lot of systems of my own in my business, mm-hmm. but in my Asana, I have a task that is set for every other week to just go through, um, a few areas like f- Facebook events or Eventbrite or the women in business network here in Northern Ireland, um, and just sign up for events. Yeah. Um, it is part of my process. I make time for it. And it's because building relationships is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, I find at this stage, most of my clients aren't actually in Northern Ireland, but Ireland is a, one of those places where, um, a lot of people have left Ireland, which means people in Ireland know people all over the world. Yes. Yes. Right. Um, and yeah, so it's, I make an effort to network both here, but also online. Um, I fly over to events like where I met you over in England. Mm-hmm. Um, I would take the train down and go to events in Dublin here and there. Um, and yeah, I think the reason it's good is because it starts building relationships and it also gets you meeting people that you might not have the opportunity to meet otherwise. Yes. Yeah. And it, and it isn't necessarily well as you as you said about the people that you meet at the networking meetings but about the people that they know and their wider network too isn't it absolutely like absolutely I was there's a guy here in Northern Ireland that literally everybody knows right <laughs> um he's at almost every networking event he's the first person to ask a question at a presentation um and every for those reasons everybody knows him yeah and I remember I was we'd known each other for years and then he, there was one day where he went, 
um, he actually invited me onto his uh, LinkedIn series. And then he went, Ellie, I don't think I ever understood what you do. And now he refers me to people. Yeah. <laughs> it can take a while, can't it? Until people do, you know, the penny drops and they understand what it is, you know, what service you really offer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you have to get to that point before they will then start to refer you to other people. So like, you, like you've said, you know, the, the relationship building is so important. Yeah, absolutely. And I have a few little tricks up my sleeve um, that I do at networking events. Mm. One of them is I have the world's coolest business card. <laughs> so there's no like shame in giving it away or not like not like awkwardness of like here I want you to like contact me later or whatever. Um, I have... I have magnetic bottle openers that are branded. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, they have just my simplest logo. They have my tagline, which is creating simple businesses and gorgeous websites. And then they have my website and that's it. Yeah. Um, so there's not tons of information on it, but I find that it's something nobody's going to throw away. That's right. Yeah. Um, I will say going through security at the House of Lords with a bag full of them <laughs> is always fun. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or the airport, but... It's well worth it. Um, I have, you know, so it's it's so funny. People that I've met, you know, I've been doing this now for a couple of years and probably had these business cards for 18 months. And every time I see somebody that I haven't seen in months and months and months, they say, oh, I have your business card in my fridge. <laughs> um, it's the go-to bottle opener in my co-working space. Yeah. <laughs> That's a really clever idea. Love it. Now, I know that you've wedding been... favors that yeah. I got on Etsy. Yeah, <laughs> right. just if anyone wants to go for it. Okay. Yeah. Top tip, everybody. Etsy. <laughs> so I know that you've um, you've run some networking events yourself too. Um, why did you decide to do that, and and, and where were those? Yeah, I've done quite a few of them in, in various stages of my business. Um, when I was a virtual assistant, I co-founded a group called the VA Heroes, and it was just really to elevate the understanding of what a virtual assistant is in Northern Ireland because six years ago, nobody knew what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in America, they were everywhere. Yeah. Um, and when I pivoted my business, I obviously left that group and let others, but I um, joined the Lean In Entrepreneurs Circle in Northern Ireland mm-hmm. on the committee um, and was on that committee for three years running events Um, and then I, um, started after the pandemic, well, after all the lockdowns and things, Mm. um, I started a group because I found this is, it's actually an invitation only group that I created because (laughs) I found that there's so many networks for women entrepreneurs with kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, you know, here in Northern Ireland, there's literally like three called mums at work or variations yeah. of such a thing. Yeah. And I just didn't, you, you go to even big, big events. And when somebody asks, you know, the, per, the, per, the panel, like, how, why did you start your business? Like 90% of them, it's like, I had a kid mm-hmm. and that's such a s- incredibly valid story. It just wasn't my story. Mm. And I didn't know a lot of people like me. So I started a brunch club for women who not all of us don't have kids. One has a kid, but she started her business long before she yes. had a kid. Yeah. So it's kind of for people who started their business for other reasons. Yeah. Um, and that's been just so soul nourishing for me. We meet up every other month for brunch <laughs> yeah. and it's sort of a hot seat thing. Um, 
we started this nearly a year ago and we are going on like a mini retreat this autumn. Oh, nice. Um, <laughs> together. And it'll be so good that we're literally just like booked out an Airbnb. Each of us paid like 40 quid or something yeah. and are getting to have essentially a retreat for such a, an affordable price. We're each running a workshop. Love it. Um, and yeah, I've hosted other events for within just my own business name or collaborating with, um, other business friends, um, ran a series called business buds for a while with a fellow North American here. Um, and I just, the reason I did it is it's, it's just, sometimes you have to build what you want to find. I guess that's more the point. Yes. Yeah. So what are your plans for the future in terms of networking and, um, and also your business? Yeah. So I am in a stage where we're looking at moving back to the U S in about a year. Mm -hmm. Um, if everything goes according to the estimated timeline (laughs) of Paul's green card. And, um, so I need to be heavily investing in, um, networking over there as well. Mm. Um, so I'm going back for a visit in a couple of months and I will be doing some networking events (laughs) while I'm home, but also booking online events, um, in the U S so that people, so that when I move my business isn't now my business is like, like I said, um, completely remote and I have clients over in England. I have clients in America. I have clients in like Dubai. I have clients all over the place that I've worked with. Yeah. So I'm not hugely worried, but like I said, a huge amount of my referral base is over here. Yeah. Whether or not the people I actually end up, they, they refer me to are. Yeah. Um, but I'm afraid that once my face isn't showing up at all the events here Mm -hmm. that I might have to do more work. So I'm trying to sort of build that up. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds very sensible. So just finally then, Ellie, if people want to know more about you and about calibrated concepts, what is the best place for them to find you? Sure. Um, my business is Calibrated Concepts, or you can look up Ellie McBride. Um, I own both domains. Um, they both go to the same website. Um, most of social media, I'm at Calibrated Concepts, but Instagram is where I tend to hang out. And I'm at Ellie May McBride there. Um, you can find that on my website and things as well. Uh, I also have a YouTube channel that is primarily all around um, how to use Squarespace because I, that's my website platform mm-hmm. of choice. But as we go forward, um, I'm running more and more content around simple systems. And I also am have, by the time you listen to this, we'll have just wrapped up a series about t- where I'm interviewing all the sort of interconnected professionals that make a website really, really great. Mm. So, um, copywriters, email marketers, podcasters, um, um, you know, brand photographers, yeah, um, marketers, SEO experts. I'm just interviewing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a really cool series if you're kind of like, where, how do I dig in? Um, or if you're DIYing or if you're about to hire someone and mm. you're looking for what you need to know. Yeah. No, that sounds really useful. Well, thank you very much for being my guest, Ellie. And uh, the best of luck with the, the move back to America when it happens. Thank you. Hopefully I'll get to see you at least once more before then. I hope so. Thanks for listening to Small Business Big Network. If you found this podcast useful, please do rate, review and subscribe. And don't forget to share it with the rest of your network too.